Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Zeitgang, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 276, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Plumpty Dumpty sat on a wall, pasty whitest thighs of them all, a.k.a. Plumple Stiltskin, a.k.a. Plumper Cables. All courtesy of the brew and the Discord. Do you see what you've done, guest, who I haven't introduced yet? (laughs) Called your legs plumpers on one episode three months ago, and it's just completely taken over the show. Because I also have some Philly above the knees steaks that Mm. I'm working with. So you got those thick, thick thighs. Got those thick, thickies. Mm, Got them thickies. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm thrilled to be joined by today's guest co-host. You know him from Pod Yourself a Gun and now Pod Yourself a Wire. It's Matt Lee! Hey, a.k.a. Leaving on a jet plane. Uh, hold on. <laughs> someone someone did it for me this time. Matt someone did. Leaving. So, well, that's good, but hold on. Uh, so press record and pod with me. What's, what's telling about my search history? Listen to my hot dog takes and jokes, cause I'm Matt Lieb on the Zeitgeist. Been here lots more than once or twice. Oh man, I love this pod. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's Blake Rogers. Thank you, Blake. Blake Rogers, killing it, yeah. sir. That yeah. was beautiful. I know it was. It was because I complained about it yesterday, where I was like, "Man, you got you got fans writing you parody songs," and this guy was like, "I got you, bro." Yeah, I got so, you, man. Thank you, Blake. Well, Matt leaving on a jet plane. It's great to have you here. I'm you, so stoked. You have one of my favorite self, uh, self-penned AKs of all time that goes through my head every time you're on. Is it two Matt Center, one Matt Lee? One Matt Lee. That's yeah. right. Hell that's yeah. A, that's dog. a classic. It's <laughs> uh, classic. That never gets old for me. Uh, <laughs> well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat mm. by uh, Mr. the architect himself. Of of this show's destruction, <laughs> a brilliant comedian, writer, actor, 
many a successful stand-up album, the Blake album, Stuffed Boy, Live from the Pandemic, some successful voicemail albums, Todd Glass to Blake's Wexler, voicemails from Todd Glass to Blake Wexler, uh, which charted on Billboard. Please welcome the hilarious, the chaotic... He's riding a recumbent bike in short shorts, and his plumpers are on full display. It's Blake Wexler! Hey, hey this is Blake Wexler, a.k.a. the Birthday Bay, a.k.a. Born Bjorg, a.k.a. the Flat Birther, a.k.a. Age Against the Machine, a.k.a. the C-Section Star. It's great <laughs> to be here. I turned is 34 yesterday. Oh, no, hey! I did yesterday. Congratulations. Or, yeah, Three days ago, week. whatever. Yeah, I'm riding week. it out. Yeah, right. Hell yeah. On the recumbent yeah. bike. You're That's a, right. A C section baby. Yeah, the C section star baby. That's me. Well, That's look me. at that. That's- That'll be trademarked by Monday. And that's Mama, a promise. Mama said, cut it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tight. Get this thing. The Get it out of my body. The yeah. belly of the beast. <laughs> yeah. It's, as it's colloquially re- retur- uh, referred to. Yeah, thanks yes. for having me, you guys. Hey, thanks for being here, Blake. How are you holding up after uh, the Philadelphia Eagles? You probably heard about this. Did lose in the Super Bowl. It it came across my radar and I am journaling and uh, (laughs) handling this in a very mature way. Just because they lost one game doesn't mean all the nice memories from along the way are invalidated. Yeah, the real Super Bowl ring is the friends we made along the way. That's I right. agree, and it's it's a ring of friendship, and we're all mm-hmm. holding hands uh, around one uh, one holding call. Just because Feeding you lost doesn't mean horse poop. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can't eat the poo poo anyway. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't agree more. It's there. there what, what did horses go away just because we right. lost the Super Bowl? They're still around. They're still exactly eating. losing yeah. still Super shitting Bowl. on our streets, and yeah. someone has to do something about this. <laughs> it's true. It, Clean it. Losing up. the Super Bowl does not make the horse poo poo any less delicious. So I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Those or more delicious. Or up. more. Yes. <laughs> right. All right. Blake, Matt, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to mm-hmm. tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to check in with what's going on over at Twitter. Twitter.com. If you've mm. ever been to that website, a gentleman by the name of Elon Musk recently purchased it. Epic bacon, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Appears to be uh, epic baconing, sir, the whole the whole damn thing. Hell yeah. Demanding that people juice his tweets or risk mm. being fired is, is the <laughs> word around the Twitter campfire. <laughs> He's like that Twilight Zone episode with the little kid who's eating the chocolate sandwiches and he's sending people back out in the cornfield. Like, he's just, he's <laughs> he really gets to do what he wants. Yeah, whatever he wants. And then, additionally, he's using that status as owner of Twitter.com to shadow ban the union that's trying to unionize in Buffalo, mm. the Tesla Shocking. union. Shocking. And then there's also just even more information, uh, just more, uh, a real... It's raining shit on Elon Musk portion of the news cycle that we are going to glory in. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about there's there's another movie coming out that's about like a the birth of a popular brand or like a successful business thing. Because we we talked last week Mm -hmm. or the week before about Air, the new movie not about Michael Jordan, but about the invention of the Air Jordan 
where like the protagonists, the heroes are like the people who are like, this guy's good at basketball. <laughs> we should, we should, we should find a way to capitalize on that and make ourselves rich. Yeah. Directed by Ben talent. Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the directed, fuck up. Yeah. Directed by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon. And what? I was excited about that movie when, it, when the trailer came out. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Maybe, I love Air Jordans. And maybe there's a critique there, too, because I feel like those guys are like on the low kind of not pieces of shit in, in mm-hmm. a way. Like, Yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe there will be a, a There's got to be. There's got to be. There's a new one, though, about the not even the invention of Tetris. But like somebody going to Russia to buy the rights to Tetris is, okay. seems to be the story. <laughs> and like, sounds like a radio lab. <laughs> yeah, it really it does seem like a radio. I'm sure it was a radio lab at some point. And so we're just going to talk about this new trend where, you know, our greatest, most respected, most beloved Americans, a.k.a. brands mm-hmm. and corporations <laughs> are like the protagonists of our, our films. Except, like, I mean, like Shakespeare wrote about the royals yeah. and these are our royals. This is the logical conclusion of the yeah. system of capitalism we've set up here. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I, I, all hail I the brands. I can't wait for the Nabisco movie. I know the, the invention of the Pillsbury Doughboy. Exactly. Yeah, just like some sweaty ad execs. He was yeah. bred, actually. He was being yeah. B R E E D. Thank he was you. B R E. Oh no! Oh, can't wait for the future biopic of the brand executive who privatized the Sun. Yeah, you know exactly. And then there's the new Winnie the Pooh horror movie that is out, and apparently it's not that good. Sucks. It's not Surprising. good. Why would they do that? This is a new trend that seems to be happening because... People need they, IP and they need to also make IP a genre is, film. Yeah, IP is coming off the books, baby. Mickey Mouse, if you've ever heard Michelob of Mouse. Uh, that character, is coming off the books <laughs> next year. Michelob, full, mm-hmm. full name is Michelob Mouse. And <laughs> that is what we're all going to learn in Spoiler. the new biopic. Yes. Yeah, MK Ultra Mouse. <laughs> Michelob Ultra is... Uh, long for MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah. So all of that, that and that is MK Ultra. Uh, Michelob Ultra does brainwash you, and it'll yeah. fuck but you it's, up. But it's five calories, so it's not. But that the big calories are so low. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be thin while you are jumping washing out your of brain, a, <laughs> jumping out of AK, being thrown out of a New York hotel window. Hey. Hey, it happens. A little Wormwood reference for mm-hmm. everybody who caught that uh, docu-series <laughs> oh, on yeah. HBO. Before we get to any of that shit, Blake. Yeah, fuck it. Like, that stuff all sounds fun, but we're, before mm-hmm. we get to any of that bullshit. Yeah. If we, we get to it. Let's if, take a chance on this segment. Let's mm-hmm. let's give it. <laughs> Roll the dice. Just, that's right. And ask you, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? I'm I'm happy to test the format of this show with you right now. And uh, (laughs) right now, so I was searching brown boots, black outfit, because I was trying to match a a pair of boots to an outfit. And I've heard that there's rules about you can't wear black with blue or brown with black. And I was reading some fashion websites. And essentially, you can wear whatever the fuck you want. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, it it turns out. 
Yeah. yeah, it turns out that if you have any self-esteem whatsoever, you can put on clothes and not Google. <laughs> well, what about those of us who don't, who just need our shoes to exactly match our outfits because we, I, I wear jean shoes with my jean pants. Smart. That's smart. Any <laughs> denim covered. There are like denim Jordans, aren't there? I have, I have seen them. Yeah. Do you? There is a pair of Jordan, as we call them, the Lenos. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Collab. I like to pretend they're a collab with Jay Leno. Mavis? But they're actually a collab (laughs) between uh, Levi's Levi's and the Air Jordan. And they are, uh, I like the way they look. They are heavy. You have jean shoes. They they are the heaviest. Yeah, they're like a cream denim. Are they extra hot? They sound hot. They, I don't know. To, I don't know that I've noticed the temperature so much as the fact that they feel like they. If you've ever worn, like, stepped in a puddle and your shoe is wet and young, you know, leaden feels very heavy. Like that's how heavy they are because denim is not a light thing, and they no. really layered mm. that shit on. It's weird. They make a basketball shoe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't stand on a basketball court with these shoes on. There there will just be footprints in the in the hardwood. It's fucking yeah. so strange. I love it yeah. though. They made it because they're like, they are well, cool. we have to have brand synergy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sound cool. I like that they're cream colored. That's that sounds like they would go with a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. you wouldn't run into this That's fucking important. problem that I have right now with my my brown ass boots. <laughs> you have Your brown ass with boots. Yeah, brown boots, black outfit. So you're mm-hmm. you're Cadillac gonna, girls of time bomb. I thought that's what we were singing at first. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it sounded like your brain was misfiring. That was the song Time Bomb. You don't know that? Uh-uh. Oh, that's a great song. So are you are you going with the impression of somebody who has a uh, self esteem and just doing brown boots, black outfit? No, 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 no. I'm bailing on the whole fucking thing, actually. So I'm just going <laughs> to really not going to the it. event. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm, I'm going to stay not home. leaving my house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm coming with options. But yeah, no, it's going to be. Uh, so I'm getting ready to shoot my first special this week. So I've been trying to pick out. An wow. And Hell yeah. I, thank you. And in Cincinnati, Ohio, from February 23rd to 26th. But I'm like, I think I'm going to wear a brown boot, maroon pant and a royal blue jacket is, Ooh, is what i'll be wearing so and, that and that's nice. why you should tune in is for my outfit <laughs> <laughs> see how my fucking negligible body uh, looks can you do outfit. a spin when you're while you're on stage yeah. just so people can see the full thing exactly so when i perform i make every venue in the round by i just i stand on a lazy susan mm. and and I, I don't even like that term that susan puts in a whole bunch yeah, of fucking a lot of work. discriminatory against yeah. susans yeah, yeah. I, I could not agree and sue really put so i do spin in place throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing and nice. it's a six minute set and i close vom uh vomiting <laughs> on my boots that's <laughs> <laughs> my big closer now but, they're cream color now they're because I drink milk. You just straight milk. You've got you're on that Mussolini diet, right? Just nothing. Milk that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the he, was he a milkhead? I think he was a super milkhead and like oh. wouldn't wouldn't imbibe anything that wasn't the color white, if I if I'm not mistaken. That Which tracks. Yeah, you're telling me this yeah. guy was a fascist? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. This mama's boy fascist? Yeah. 
I might have been confusing him with a different fascist, but I think no, that's he, a shame. Mussolini did not indulge in his country's revered cuisine. He rarely ate pasta or meat and called French food useless. His favorite food was a salad made of raw garlic and olive oil. That is actually super Italian. Heart. And I feel like at first I was going to be like, is he even Italian? But he's just straight eating straight garlic. His wife <laughs> thought it made him smell unbearable is how this little like Google huh. paragraph ends. They're like, it really ruined his great personality the right. <laughs> the stench of his garlic people would have given him more of a shot if you know Mussolini just didn't eat raw garlic all day it is yeah. funny how it's just sickos just in every aspect of their life are just a total fucking lunatic yeah this right. guy where it, yeah it's not like he ate a balanced breakfast that would that you could relate over it's right. like, of course this man ate raw garlic it's <laughs> insane too because you're like thinking like you know, oh, I'm not going to eat some fucking pasta and some pizza just because mm-hmm. I'm an Italian. I'm just going to eat these cloves. Yeah. Right. Straight yeah. cloves of garlic. It's like, come on, man. This yeah. feels racist against yourself. Yeah. Blake, <laughs> what is something that you think is under or overrated? I don't give a shit which one you start with. You, you don't fucking care. Dealer's choice, man. I'm, All right. Let me I'm, find my I'm coin. I flip. For situations (laughs) such as these, I'll go and it's heads, which means overrated windbreakers, I think Mm, is an overrated article of clothing. And not powerful as hell. The name that they went with windbreaker. It does. I bet Mussolini was a windbreaker. If you catch my thank you. Sorry. Appreciate that. I have to go on here. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not there with you to laugh in person when you just did what you just did. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, windbreakers, the the jacket, because it's a piece of clothing that kind of has not evolved with the times where yeah. there's no shape to it. It's your it's an amorphous shape and they look like they're waterproof, which a rain jacket is off can often break the wind as well. But it actually has a function. Lots of things can break the wind. Thank you. Exactly. So you could just wear a nice warm coat. Just the breaking of wind doesn't seem like it is important enough of a function to have that be the sole. Can't be a singular function. I completely agree. Completely agree. There's no because if here's the thing, if the wind isn't cold, Mm -hmm. not a not a problem. Don't need a windbreaker. You're just dealing with wind. That's wind. But if you are if you are in need of breaking the wind from your body, you're usually also in need of some, you know, layering a yeah. little bit of a little bit of Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yes. So then you're it's just an extra layer where you could just consolidate into mm. one layer of exactly. a warm coat. Yeah. I'm but you also do. <laughs> you're so mad right now. I'm so angry. My you can also make the little swishy torque. noises, though. That's what that's my favorite thing about a windbreaker is like doing the. The arms, you know, mm-hmm. no, the no friction, but it's like, whoop, 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 yeah, whoop, it's nice you know? to be the loudest walker possible yeah. in a windbreaker. In, yeah. in the 90s, when it was popular, windbreakers, you actually crime plummeted because you could just hear the <laughs> criminal coming approaching. from a block yeah. and a half away. Yeah. Now, if you hear right. that sound, you're like, oh, shit, Sinbad's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only guy yeah. still windbreaking. That's right. What is something you think is underrated, Blake? An early dinner, 6 p.m., yes. 6.30, gives you options for the rest of the evening. If you would mm. like to go to grab drinks afterwards, you'll still be home mm-hmm. in time to hydrate. 
and mitigate, you know, any hangover that could be possible the following day. And I've sweat the bed if I eat too late. And you wet the bed? uh, Let's 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 throw a S W E A T there. Sweat. I heard what I heard. I I wet the bed with sweat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh, sure, that's what it is. It's a different type of bedwetting, but it it counts. It it yeah. it, it does count. It, it falls under the same stigma, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But yeah, if I eat too late, and now it gets it gets earlier and earlier as I get older and older. After eight p.m., it's it's a yeah. sweat fest. Uh, wait, uh, that uh, hold on. So go ahead. You sweat. <laughs> yeah. You sweat. The be- May I have the floor? Please. Uh, you, do you yield your time, Blake? To Matt, yield. do yield. okay. Yield your time. Okay, you sweat the bed if you mm-hmm. eat too late. Mm-hmm. You know for sh- certain that that's the reason you're sweating the bed. Yeah. So I have luckily have had some time on my hands and have <laughs> experimented with or kept track mentally of okay, I ate at this time tonight and kept everything else the same in the exp- same covers mm-hmm. same pajama mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and every single time i eat early no no sweat to bed whatsoever and you're going to bed at the same time excuse me it's <laughs> <laughs> a great pause. so you controlled for a lot of things but not for like what time you went to bed not for the not for the the main thing uh no i i did not control for that but that's interesting i'm wondering and i'm not being combative here i, I assure you but i'm wondering <laughs> would that make a difference i don't know of, i don't know i just figured since you were controlling oh, for all those other things no, I bet it <laughs> since i put all the work in i might you as put well have so much work <laughs> i that's a good question because if I went to bed later, that would give me theoretically a earlier dinner. Does that make right. sense? Right, exactly. Yeah. So that, like, if if that to me that would be the final factor where you're like, you know, mm. if I eat two hours before bed, I will sweat. If I eat four hours before bed, I will not sweat. That's interesting. So it sounds yeah, like it there's a little a meat, thing. meat left on that uh, experiment bone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll come back to, to uh, you. Yeah, come back to us on. This is fascinating. I, I, I've also been wearing a lab coat to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might also be why I've been yeah. sweating so much. Part, yeah, you're, you're also wearing <laughs> the, the rubber suit to bed yeah. uh, on so, certain occasions. You also controlled for the temperature in your in your bedroom, of course. That is correct. That is I'm correct. sorry? Yeah. <laughs> I wish on that oh, one you were also. I'm sorry. The, temper- the, the temperature. I'm struggling well, trying to figure out how that's relevant. Yes, I I, I mixed up Celsius and Fahrenheit on an alternating <laughs> basis. Oh man! All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. 
if you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Walked away for for a moment. Yeah. was recording and all hell broke loose. All hell. Matt, so like we're fighting yeah. back with each other. We're doing slurs against <laughs> e- mostly Italians. Yeah. I say, well, I say Mussolini, Italians. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's specifically Ita- the people who work at Italy. Yeah, that's the right. Italians. <laughs> the yeah. Italians. Yes. Yeah. All right. Twitter.com. Let's talk about it. It's a website. Great pretty website. big. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk bought it. And earlier last week, there was a report claiming that Musk ordered Twitter engineers to rig the platform to, quote, juice his tweets or risk being fired. There was some good texture in the story where he, like, brought these people to a meeting and was like, why is this? Why am I not seeing the same engagement that I used to? And they were essentially like, I think people are fucking bored of you. Like, yeah. you've dominated the conversation <laughs> and aren't that interesting. Yeah. And he was you like, well, substance. you're fired. <laughs> yeah, you lack substance and you were <laughs> just taking advantage of them and making mm-hmm. their lives worse. Mm-hmm. His test run of this new super boosting tech was his tweet, quote, supporting the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Now that's fine. That's now, fine. Now, Blake, this must have been huge for you. This was really big for me. And, you know, I was on, I loved Elon Musk before this. 
And right. then the fact that he was, you know, pandering to me and me alone with this tweet, I I engaged with it. I, I liked yeah. it. I retweeted it. I shared it. I texted it around. Yeah. I thought it was a fine tweet. I, I printed it out. I made it. Got a tattoo of it. Yeah, <laughs> I got a tat on my <laughs> on my left plumper. And yeah, I'm go. still looking for retail space on the right one. <laughs> it's he really he deleted it. He deleted that tweet after they lost. Right. Isn't that uh... he doesn't. He he just like doesn't know who's there's an artist who like had face blindness and like I think Chuck Close is his name. Okay. And like but so he used the fact that he was face blind to then like paint people's faces like because he like understood it from a weird right like, he didn't understand faces so much that he like had to like break them down yeah like their component parts and i feel like elon musk purchasing twitter is like something like that where he seems to be like remarkably incapable of understanding like why people come to twitter right people like about tweets which is it's it's so funny because it's like (laughs) bro no that is part of it it's like he just doesn't understand why like he needs to learn he needs to go inside the gears to see why biden voice i got all up in that bussy jack got a million <laughs> fucking retweets right like he doesn't understand he's like i i, I don't understand this why just, why, just why is sitting that sitting there puzzling over it <laughs> just, just staring at that posts. tweet as it like gains <laughs> likes and hearts just Perplexed. getting more and more <laughs> just baffled and irritated yeah, yeah. jack yeah was chuck close was that the name of the artist I think so. Said, and was that the one who is the gender neutral version of Chuck Klosterman or am I thinking of something else? No. Yeah, I think you might be <laughs> thinking of something else. And okay, I'm sorry. I think it. Yeah, it, it is. It's Chuck Close. He was okay. an artist. Yeah, he, he was a portrait artist who was face blind and like driven to get paint faces. faces by not because he didn't understand them and was like fascinated mm. by that. And that's an interesting yeah, that's and he, an interesting angle. He was great. He like worked at it as a craft his whole life and like his portraits are super interesting. Yeah. The Elon Musk does not like he just decided to buy a thing and kill it. Like yeah. it, his yeah. version of painting the portrait is to like stab take people the in thing the face to and, death. <laughs> yeah, and like dissect it like yeah. until it's dead. So anyways, he came through, said the, quote, source of the bogus platformer article is a disgruntled employee who had been on paid time off for months, had already accepted a job at Google and felt the need to poison the well on the way out. Twitter will be taking legal action against him. And the journalist said, this is completely false. We stand by our reporting. So every Twitter employee is disgruntled. Every, yeah. former or current they're all disgruntled because yeah. they work for this fucking idiot there's not so. a single gruntled employee right. in yeah. the entire like twitter office and it's like it, even the people who, like came in and like yes thank you sir for liberating us from the, the trans agenda like all those yeah. people are now just like oh this guy fucking sucks yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of great to see and i also the more twitter goes down and crashes the more i'm just like this is this is just fantastic. I, yeah. I actually I'm enjoying watching it burn because because uh, it's like Twitter is like an inherently bad place and it should it should go down in flames, you know, 
and the, I nothing makes me more like fills me with more Schadenfreude than someone who is actively trying to understand it, like ending up breaking the whole thing. And uh, he's going to pretend like it was his plan all along. But we all know it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish he didn't break Twitter. Like, I, I like to sure. see him fail. I wish I did. You bought I it, you break didn't it. do this thing. Yeah, you bought it, you break it. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Is, <laughs> he thought race. that that was the just order, the directions. He's going thing. to tweet that when yeah. he sets this final servers on fire. You understand? The final tweet. Well, yeah. someone will tweet that, and then he will steal that and That's pretend right. it's his own, mm-hmm. and Perfect. then uh, just glory in the fact that his his followers are doing the crying, laughing. The worst thing face. that he did, in my opinion, with regards to buying Twitter, was create this the for you tab. The for you tab is probably one of the most insane ideas that he has had on here because Wait, it did he invent that i thought i've had a for you tab for since before he mm-hmm. no Somebody's no doing well no no he, he had it, there was there used to just be one timeline and then oh, right. it was just one feed and it was a mixture of people you follow and people who yes. retweet and and comment that you know the stuff that's trending ha- has had a for you Versus trending, I think. Right, right. I see right, what Matt's exactly. talking about, though. It's, yeah, it's yeah like, there was yeah. there was one that was uh, for you, and there was one that was following. So, yeah. uh, or, or sorry, there is now one that's for you and one that's following. And basically, the entire purpose of the for you tab that he was that he created was so that he could just push a bunch of like libertarian podcaster voices that fucking suck yeah and just to just to like get people to see both sides uh you know the the uh you know uh, intellectual diversity of of opinions you know like sometimes you want to hear both sides of the argument of like should uh, trans people live right, right. or like are jews people yes. or do black lives matter like i need right. to know what everyone's What's the thinking. other side yeah. of that debate exactly saying? Mm. So, anyways, he's also using this in ways that are actually presumably fairly powerful, such as Tesla workers in Buffalo who are launching a unionization effort have accused Twitter of shadow banning the union Twitter account, of course, because he has, like, given a platform to so many right-wing libertarian voices being like, I've been shadow banned. Nobody like (laughs) I am turd over and over. Yeah. Cat turd. (laughs) They shadow ban me and I only get 200,000 likes instead of the 2 million that I deserve. So like that, it's frustrating that they've ruined that, but he appears to have legitimately shadow ban the union Twitter account in the, in the sense that it doesn't appear in Twitter search function if you type out either the account's handle or display name. So like you just, <laughs> that that is what a shadow ban, I mean, that's not a Jesus. shadow ban so much as a, just that, that shit has been. A, that's a ban. Yeah, that's a ban yeah. that doesn't the daylight the ban. official notification. There's no yeah. bigger bitch baby than a uh, social media, you know, right-wing conservative person. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, bro, you're already like, the, that's already the engagement cheat code is your whack ass opinions. Right. Like, it, like you will see mm-hmm. uh, just any number of like, r- the first time you've ever seen some person with a million followers and all, all they do is like have an, an angry face and an American flag fucking, you know, emoji. And they're just saying the same knee jerk opinions that you'll find on any fucking like conservative website and they're fucking it's huge they're all huge and you're like 
this is already the cheat code. You can't complain about engagement when you're already making the fucking easiest career decision you've ever made in your fucking life. I just, yeah. I can't stand it. I yeah. wish I had no shame, guys. Yeah. Oh, I would go, I would go for that fucking MAGA tit so hard, suck all the milk <laughs> out of it. Yeah. You muzzle any the fuck out of that MAGA tit. I know, oh. I hear you. It's the most upsetting yeah. sentence I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I just took six years off my goddamn life. I'm going to die at 56 now for you're saying definitely, <laughs> You're definitely going to be sweating tonight. You had oh, 63 oh, in the crosshairs before? Yeah, I, I was really yeah. shooting for 63 and, and, until I used Mussolini as a verb <laughs> for a uh, tit belonging to MAGA and sucking milk yeah. out of it. Yeah. That 63. Took, yeah, 63, 63 ain't so happening. specific. It's, it's yeah, like a, a fuck you to Paul McCartney specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be 64. Yeah. <laughs> also, he fired like a bunch of the workers once they publicized that they were going to unionize uh, barely 24 hours after declaring their intention to unionize. A bunch of them were fired, which is illegal. Yeah. And then by Thursday, that number had grown to 37. They're just, yeah, doing wildly illegal shit. These are the sorts of things that the... Uh, government needs to be able to step in on, but we yeah. spent the last our entire lifetimes just thinking deregulation was a cool thing. And yep. so mm -hmm. all regulations are out the window when it comes to billionaires. And I'm sure he's going to find a way to for this to just be a nominal slap on the wrist that he doesn't have to worry about when it comes to how he conducts his business, which puts us in a very bad position as a civilization. I'm I'm literally I will vote for any president who's like uh if you're a dick and you're a billionaire I'm just going to take your money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will vote for any president who just goes I will nationalize your bank account. Yeah. I just, nationalize the and and like the, so the other thing the other way that the news cycle was raining shit on Elon Musk was of course Tesla's uh 360,000 Tesla cars being recalled because the self-driving software was like causing them to exceed speed limits or travel through intersections mm -hmm. in an unlawful or unpredictable manner. Which... I'm sorry you had to take your car back, Jack. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're actually really like cool. They have good design. No. Yeah, they have the, the trunk's in the front. I don't understand. I don't understand why everyone's talking shit on these cars. The trunk is in the fucking front. Yeah. I'm sorry, do you understand how revolutionary that is it's a front. The trunk is in the fucking front dude. yeah you go in the back you'll find nothing so <laughs> you gotta I, go to the front. <laughs> traveling through intersections in an unlawful or unpredictable manner is pretty, that's pretty bad. That a, yeah that's a red flag a when it comes yeah. to when it comes to if that was one of the negative comments on an uber driver <laughs> that i was about to get in the car with yeah like really cool like <laughs> his car ride. looks cool yeah. unfortunately he has been known to travel through intersections in an mm -hmm. unlawful or unpredictable manner yeah. i'd be like that's a deal breaker ladies yes. if i okay. had a note for gary as a driver i'd prefer <laughs> more predictability from him when in intersections <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd like, like just traveling to guess. through intersections, uh, and more lawfulness. Like I yeah. like that he's cool and kind of a bad boy, yeah. but I do I do appreciate mm -hmm. lawfulness when it comes to the approach and transit through an yeah. intersection. 
It's yeah. the tax fraud he's committing when he's going through these intersections that I <laughs> yeah. find to be so disconcerting. Yeah, no, the driving's fine, but he's torrenting mm-hmm. movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, if I'm not mistaken, unlawful. That's, That's unlawful. stealing money from the mouths of movie producers. That's, That's right. And cool. artists. Probably Metallica, yeah. too, in some way. God damn right. Cool, mm-hmm. timely ref, Jack. <laughs> Sounded current to me. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that did just happen. <laughs> yeah. When you talk about nationalizing their wealth, like nationalize these fucking companies. Nobody, like we cannot have things that are as complicated as self-driving cars yeah. be in the hands of billionaires who already are telling you like we don't follow the rules. We're yeah. a little bit of a bad boy yeah. when it comes to how we mm-hmm. operate around here. And we are going to be programming your car to travel through intersections in creative ways. Yeah. It's it's just, it's not going to work. Like, I, I really think the time has come for a presidential candidate to be like, we got to nationalize this shit. We got to nationalize the, like, Facebook. We got to mm-hmm. nationalize, like, self-driving cars. Like, if yeah. that's ever going to be a thing, like, you need to work with the government, not yeah. against it to try and, like, hide your shit. Yeah, I mean, listen, from a practical standpoint, yeah, for sure. But I also will vote for a president who's just like, out of spite, I am going to steal your money, Elon Musk, specifically. Yeah, the spite, I'm I'm ready for the spite, yeah. Yeah, I think think the popular sentiment is there for that. Yeah. All right. It is now. It is now. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Let's take another break and we'll talk about something else that the public sentiment is here for the upcoming Tetris movie. Hell yeah. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And the trailer for Tetris just came out. I had heard that they were making a Tetris movie. I could not fathom what that was going to be the the long if i had to like guess that someone was like pitching a tetris movie my guess would be it's set in russia in 1989 okay and you know the obviously the fucking you know they're dealing with like the fall of communism is about to happen Mm -hmm. they know the soviet union is going to go down Mm -hmm. but then from the sky blocks slowly start coming down and they're like slowly at first yeah at first and then they're like oh shit momentum yeah. We got to find a perfect spot for them blocks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's, that, what, that's that my thing. And that's the cliffhanger. Yeah. Do yeah. they find them? What was right. your favorite block in the Tetris universe? Because there's flat, there's flat boy who is yeah. just a total flat, flat boy is my favorite. Flat well, flat boy, boy was the most badass one because you always set your shit up for flat boy. Exactly. Yeah. If you can exactly. just get that flat boy Dude, right in that. What a mm. feeling. That yeah. to me, mm-hmm. that was the first time I fucked. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know the, the I mean? sexual was, like undertones of this conversation are yeah. revealing a lot to me about like why mm-hmm. I was so into flat boy. Yeah, you put that flat boy like right in that crevice and you're like, oh. yeah. 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 The whole thing goes all at once. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of how I've organized my life since then is like just like sure. build up a bunch of shit and then like hope for a big payoff exactly where it all comes <laughs> together at the last second <laughs> oh no the flat boy didn't come uh, just, just fucking waiting for that flat boy just piles and yeah. piles of oh no where's the flat boy <laughs> i need a Bye. flat boy my uh, whole professional career as well has been put backing myself into a corner and yeah. praying that something a one out of a million chance would happen will happen. And yeah. so far, not so good. No yeah. flat boys. Many a washed up comedian is sitting on a park bench that they live on right now going, mm-hmm. oh, I just never got a flat boy. I just <laughs> needed that flat boy. Uh, someday my flat someday boy will come. Someday my in. flat boy will come. So it sounds like it has less in common with that pitch oh. um, that you just made. I feel like that that was also kind of what they went with for like 
Battleship, I think they were like, yeah. okay, so we got to do Battleship. Let's aliens come and you got to like sync them by <laughs> guessing with the with our battleships. Yeah, that and one was. There's that was pixels a, that also have like, a mix. yeah, a swing and a mixed. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. some people liked it. Some people. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is That's more. So this has more in common with Argo and the new uh, Air Jordan movie, where it's hmm. like international so intrigue. Ben Affleck's directing it. Uh, well, Ben Affleck is is directing the Air Jordan invention mm-hmm. movie, and they wish Ben Affleck was directing this because it does feel like they were like, "What if <laughs> Argo, where the stakes were Game Boy?" yeah (laughs) instead of freeing hostages the stakes were you get to play tetris on the game boy Mm -hmm. it's not about the russian inventor of the game so much as it is about the dutch video game designer who bought it and introduced it to western audiences he has to like travel behind the iron curtain in order to like get so get the rights to the theme to to their national anthem because isn't that their national anthem that's playing in the in the dun 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 I thought that was I thought that was a Russian national anthem. I think it might be. You can see that very easily. Entirely possible. And then it starts speeding up as the faster. Which taught us to, you know, be wary. Stalin just got a gun to the audience faster. You'll never get a flat boy. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the the Russian version, the, there is no flat boys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all equally sized. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all yeah. But it's the story of like him basically licensing Tetris. Seems to be the sounds the thing. fun. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like contract law in every movie yeah. that I can <laughs> I can get just, my eyes on. It reminds me of this like analysis that Malcolm Gladwell, my king, but the only person who I go to when it comes to uh, intellectual discourse. Yes, uh, recommendation on private jets to take. Absolutely. Yeah, he was on the Lolita Express flight logs, but he did Ooh. do he did do a story about like he he likes to read those CEO biographies, and he's like, when you actually look at how they tell the story, it's like this heroic singular CEO's hero's journey through (laughs) like the heart of darkness to like everybody tells me can't do it. And it's only his idea. And like he, you know, triumphs over evil to increase shareholder value or whatever the fuck. And like when you actually (laughs) look at what they do, it's just, you know, like a series of very mundane and predatory decisions that they make. They find one thing that they can exploit and then exploit it over and over and over again until they're billionaires. It's just like very rote and mechanical and like uninteresting, but they find ways like there's a whole section of your local bookstore that is these retconned stories that like turn the narrative of how this person built a unnatural, immoral amount of wealth, like it turned it into like a hero's journey. And that's what this sounds like. Like, the guy did have to go back, like make friends with the inventor of Tetris and, you know, get get interrogated by some Soviet diplomats. But in the end, they were like, we kind of like this guy. We'll we'll let <laughs> yeah. him have the have the rights because that's how business works. And they're turning it into like this spy thriller where he like steals it. You know, Jesus. 
I imagine, because there's sometimes there's a premise so boring that you're like, well, if they're making it, it's got to be good. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know what I mean? Because there's not, the, the only thing that's holding it together at this point is the IP of Tetris, which they, I mean, maybe we live in that world now where that uh, it alone is enough to sell the movie, but I, I can't imagine that it's not like really good. Like, at least as a script, like, it's like, oh, no, this is a fun thing because uh, we're missing something. We're missing because there's definitely something there. There's no way it can't be that. It sounds can't so be as bad as it sounds. Boring. Right. It sounds so boring, dog. I mean, I, w- I would say that about like movies where the thing is getting made for with no IP attached. But like this, yeah. I feel like probably uh, yeah. like there's been rumors of a Tetris movie for a number of years. And like, I, I feel like the assignment came before the mo- before this premise. Like they were like, all True. right, we, yeah. Tetris is a thing that everybody cared about that. Like, I've never been so aware that my brain was being rewired as I was like, I don't know what it did to it. But like what? <laughs> When I would play Tetris on the Game Boy and then like close my eyes yes. eight hours later and Same I would thing. see Tetris. I would see like, Tetris and yeah. I would play yeah. Tetris in my head and I'd be like, this can't be healthy. I certainly <laughs> have other thoughts. Like I hungry. Yeah. Like the it, it's that being on a boat and skiing are the yes. only things that have ever like rewired things so much that like I close my eyes and I can't un undo yeah. whatever that did to my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 No, it's but 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 the thing is, is they're definitely taking multiple pitches. You know, they're taking a lot of pitches with this like Tetris Mm -hmm. IP. And so I imagine for them to choose the most boring sounding one that they're like, oh, no, this is this. There's something there. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they're doing a a clean sweep through my child. Like Mario is coming out in like six months, then Tetris. It's just like a clean sweep through like the things that I cared about at age seven to eight, you know? Yeah. They're just coming through. I'm trying to think if there's going to be Guns N' Roses. Weird Al Yankovic just had a movie. That was the one that was big for me at that period. What actor is going to play Crash Bandicoot, do you think? (laughs) That's the question. Is it Giamatti? Yeah. (laughs) Is is he going to take that too? Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say, Blake? Uh, I don't I don't remember, but I think it was. Oh, no, I do. So I believe there was like maybe as a someone who wants to come off as intelligent and fails almost unilaterally. But I remember there was one movie. I don't remember the name of it, but it sounded so fucking boring. And it won all these awards. All Every smart person was like, this is a genius movie. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm not going to be tricked again. If a movie sounds boring, it must be to what Matt was saying. It must be a brilliant film. So mm-hmm. I will not go out on a on a limb and say this will be bad because I can't be fooled again. I, I won't be publicly right. fooled about this, but yeah. it's going to suck. Well, well, what's the movie you're referring to specifically? You know, what would be make great podcasting is if I remember the name of it. But <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> do you remember? I don't, you don't even remember idea. what happened in it. <laughs> yeah. You just remember the sensation of being like, that's going to be boring as shit. Was it the I, constant gardener? Because we've talked about this. We've talked about the constant gardener. Sounds boring as shit, but it's not at all about constantly gardening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not about no. somebody who just is really into gardening. No, it's a, it's about like, uh, what the fuck was that about? There's like a pharmaceutical UN coming? stuff. Yeah. Pharmaceutical yeah, conspiracies. I- intrigues happening in Africa. is It's in Africa somewhere. And there's this song that's like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew, we were gonna end up, oh, I knew we were going to end up end up with this story. Singing called Biro. That sing, song fucking rules. Sing the song from uh, Constant Gardener. <laughs> right, so I'm going to keep talking, but I okay. want you to do that under <laughs> me talking. I think that's going to like give <laughs> yeah, kind of a fun, like, it's spiritualist vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the thing oh, that yeah. I object to is uh, yeah, I'm sorry, the, the hero of this story is not like a person. It is just the a lawyer story of capitalism <laughs> as yeah. it happened. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a bummer. Like, it makes sense because we are in a country where the mainstream media treats the destruction of a 7-Eleven front window as more serious than the, like, violence done to black bodies. So, mm-hmm. like, it makes sense to me that this is just, like, where they think our values are and maybe they're right. But it's just, I don't know, human stories used to be bigger than, like, story mm-hmm. of how Tetris got licensed. And, yeah, yet, you know, if... If somebody told me that this end, this ends up being really good, I wouldn't be shocked, I guess. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Brands is all we got now, Doug. Thank you. Like, thank you. Know, you. <laughs> wake up mm-hmm. and smell the Folgers coffee, specifically, mm-hmm. and or Blue yeah. Bottle. Yeah. You know, because the brands, the there, there, there are the overlords. Liberal Blue Bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, liberal Blue Bottle. <laughs> Or, you know, like the the brands are, are they are our overlords. They are our bosses. They mm. are our they signifiers. Because I, signifiers. Drink, I drink black rifle coffee to let Fuck people yeah, know brother. that. I, <laughs> exactly. They, to let people I know I finish sentences or I respond to people finishing sentences by saying, Fuck yeah, brother. That's, yeah, yeah that's exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, it's a way of, it's your lifestyle. It's everything is brands here. So, yeah. you know, you got to get with it. Start, you know, brand brand. You got to get, get brand brain. Mm-hmm. Brand brain. Brand brain. I got brand brain and I'm cool mm-hmm. with brands now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Another brand story that brand brain. feels like it's working for, from the same currency of like, what if people do thing to brand? And by the way, we are recording this on Friday. So if important news has happened over the weekend, doesn't uh, matter. Nothing's yeah, important. It's the same shit ever. We talk about it anyway. Yeah. Another spy balloon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just realized we're off on Monday. So, oh man. Mm. Yeah, sorry if yeah if, if we've missed a bunch, but we're we're talking about dumb shit. This, this is gonna be great. I nobody wants hope. to work anymore. <laughs> nobody wants to work, <laughs> and that is what we're talking about. Nobody wants, nobody to, wants work to work anymore. Work anymore. Thank you, Blake. Mm-hmm. There, there's also the Winnie the Pooh horror movie that we talked about. It was basically Winnie the Pooh's. Copyright lapsed after a hundred years after the first oh, published. So they can, so anyone, it's up for grabs. It is, but it's only the first book, which only Rapper. included Piglet and Winnie the Pooh. And no, so no Tigger, no, no Tigger. Real. It's yeah. it's Seinfeld without Kramer. So yes, okay. Tigger was Kramer. That's he so was. true. Absolutely. Yeah, that's airtight. Yeah, no red shirt because that was actually a Disney addition to the brand. Oh, so okay. it was just butt naked. What if it has a blue shirt? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> could be. Mm-mm-mm. But 
So basically, a UK Not filmmaker <laughs> who until recently worked for an electricity supplier full-time while making micro-budget horror films on the side happened upon this idea and realized that the Winnie the Pooh copyright was going to lapse. Made this movie. It's called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> it is... I'm okay with this, actually. Apparently, it's very title. bad. It's oh. apparently not good. Well, I mean... People are saying it's amateurish, sloppy, and, quote, embarrassingly bad. But it's... This is who? Who's saying that? <laughs> yeah. Critics? Film scientists. critics or some shit, but... It, it depends which ones, because at this point, it, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if all the, like, the ones that are, like, Marvel, the ones who are bought out, basically, yeah, are just, like, Disney told us to say it was bad. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The same filmmakers are also working on horror takes on Bambi and Peter Pan, so it feels like this is the opposite side of the coin of, like, hero's journey where the hero is the acquisition of the rights to distribute Tetris on Game Boy. This is the opposite where it's like the ultimate violence that you can do in our like cultural mindscape is mm -hmm. to make Winnie the Pooh a real edgelord sick fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like this is the ultimate meaning. Yeah. Winnie the shit. Yeah. We're not saying poo no more. We're yeah. using swears, dog. <laughs> I feel like this is a bummer because, like, mm -hmm. I think there could have been an interesting horror movie based on the fact that, first of all, each character in the Winnie the Pooh universe definitely represents a different, like, mental imbalance. Sure, sure. You know, like, so there's something interesting there. There's also, like, so we Pooh is a glutton. Uh, Pooh, Eeyore is depressed. Pooh just Stand seems high. Uh, Eeyore is, suffers from depression. Piglet definitely suffers from, like, anxiety, like chronic uh, anxiety. Tigger, Tigger is, is a tweaker. Yeah, or, you know, he's, like, just manic. ADHD. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's probably yeah. manic. Kramer. So, yeah. Kramer. Yeah. But And then there's also, like, the idea. So, I guess the premise of this is that Christopher Robin returns to the Hundred Acre Wood, like, as an adult, and, like, Pooh and Piglet have gone feral and, like, murdered all the other characters. Mm. And, like, this idea of, like, children's imagina imaginary friends and, like, the imagination mm -hmm. of children, like that, like, being abandoned, like, that, that is examined to great effect in, like, Inside Out and Toy Story 3 and sure. 4, like, the sure. toys being abandoned but never dying and just, right. like, existing perpetually at the bottom of, like, a landfill just right. stuck right. in place. Yeah is, like, dark and interesting and has been handled well, but this feels like they just, like, turned it into an exploitation film. It's, like, a, a few degrees away from just doing parody porn, which I think is fine. You know, sure. if you're going to... if you're, You never said anything else, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's nothing <laughs> wrong. I'm I'm great friends with people who make the best parody porn over yeah. at Wood Rocket. They do great. They did the Simpsons porn. They did mm -hmm. what do they do? Rugrats, which is a strange choice, but it wasn't. They that weren't was hard to do. Yeah, yeah, hard to do. But that I thought a it was high wire act. Right, but it was a brave choice. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. you know, so like making the you know lapsed IP, you know horror film of child thing seems like okay. Have you considered making a sketch? Right. Try that first. Do it. Start with a sketch. Yeah. See what, yeah. How see long what, does this have to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, you do get, get the sense minutes. that they were asking that as they 
set out to make this movie like how long does it like for a feature how long do you, how long are we talking here yeah Before yeah people, yeah we're talking 10 minutes yeah, uh, yeah. to get six? distribution in <laughs> so i'm gonna start with a number and you tell me if it's yeah, higher yeah. or lower six seven six. Eight? Okay. Well, surely it can't be nine. Me. Ten. Oh, Jesus Christ! Eleven. Oh, no. oh, kill oh, my, kill my son. We're gonna 12? be here all day. <laughs> oh no. Well, Blake Wexler, as always, a true yeah. pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? The the pleasure is all mine, and this was so fun with you, Jack and Matt. People can find me at Blake Wexler on social media. Uh, if you're in Cincinnati, Ohio, or you want to make a nice little trip there this week, mm-hmm. I am filming my stand-up comedy special at Go Bananas Comedy Club, doing six shows February 23rd to the 26th. I host a podcast called Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. And I think that's that's plenty. So if you know anyone in the Cincinnati area, please, please send them to those goddamn shows. Yeah. for Yeah. Send them. Send, send them. Is send there a uh, work of media that you've been enjoying? There is. It's on um, a social media platform that we were discussing earlier, Twitter. And Twitter.com? From yeah. Okay. Twitter.com, right. And this is from comedian Tony Sam, and it was a picture of Bert and Ernie, and it said, I've never cared if Bert and Ernie were gay or not. I just have always felt that Ernie deserves better. <laughs> was, was, a, was a tweet wow. that I enjoyed. So, That's true. Yeah, we'll see what happens when the IP on Sesame Street runs out, but yeah. that, that for now was a tweet that I enjoyed. Matt Lieb, pleasure yes. having you. Where can people find you? And is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Yes, you can find me on my podcast where I rewatch popular TV shows from the early 2000s. Pod Yourself a Gun. We started with Sopranos. We finished it. Now we're doing The Wire. I uh, would love for you guys all to check that out. And uh, yeah, at Matt Lieb Jokes on Instagram. Follow me there. You can find me at the local CVS with a gun holding up the place, asking them to give me the ADHD medication. <laughs> so you can find me on the news <laughs> when I eventually do this. Uh, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> and thank you for having me. In terms of tweets that I like, I just recently, comedian and TV writer Monique Moreau, who is, she's autistic and she she wrote for Thomas the Tank Engine for a while. Oh, cool. Uh, she, she wrote, put autistic people in charge of the trains for the love of God. <laughs> so good. I thought yeah. it was a perfect joke. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, she because she's autistic and she loves trains. So when she got the Thomas uh, the Tank Engine job, I was like, this is so perfect. Yeah, perfect. And uh, she, yeah, she's a hilarious comedian. You can check her out at Monique Moreau. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. At Big Bad Butt. That's her. That's her. That's her. <laughs> Let me do a one eighty there. That's not the handle. It's Big the, Bad yeah, Butt. Yeah. Her name is Monique Moreau. At Big Bad Butt. A uh, tweet I enjoyed. Dingus Khan at Mild Cuthbert tweeted, "Hey man, my late wife really hated your anecdotes. She called them blurry facsimiles of human experience, cheap postcard reproductions of a life lived poorly. She often said the endings of your stories landed like dead pigeons falling from the sky. She said she wouldn't miss them. I don't know why, but that really fucking that was good. Did it for That's me. That's great. So, so you can find me." 
on twitter.com liking things like that at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website uh where we link off to oh man that really fucked me up blake (laughs) i do it every time i apologize What is it? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Anyways, there's also footnotes where we link off the information that we uh, talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. And super producer Justin, is there a song that you think people might enjoy it? Uh, I hope yeah. It. Is it called Firo by Ayo Bogata? It, it is not. Fuck. Mm. Wow. Uh, <laughs> would have been amazing if you guessed it, that. It, that would have been awesome, but no. I, I We're highlighting black artists this month. As he is black. black. Oh, okay. Well, shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just assumed white. he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was a white guy. Is it because I, I sang the song yeah, too? I, I, yeah, yeah, you yeah, sang yeah. the song, and I don't, I'm not familiar with it, but you know. Yeah. It's a, what's an African song? Uh, I, okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> Justin's not a fan. Oh, Why sorry, Justin's not you guys a fan. are throwing me off. Jesus Christ. Christ, I had a whole thing prepared. I mean, um, you heard Blake with the Instagram thing that came in, and I don't, I don't even know where I am anymore. And I'm unmedicated. This is, <laughs> um, this, this is a track called "Entropy" by Superboy. This is an artist from my home of Chicago. It features uh, Donia, a Moroccan American singer from Queens. Uh, and if you're in the mood to ease your way into your morning or wind down your evening. Do yourself a favor and turn on this song. It has amazing key work in it, some amazing unique vocal performances. I'm a fan of when like singers kind of steal the vibe of like rappers and kind of ride the beat like a rapper. It's it's a really good track. So you can find this song Entropy by Superboy and Donia in the footnotes. Footnotes? <laughs> All right. Well, the Daily Zyka is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcaster. Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, that's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.